inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to the Core here on American Family Radio. Glad to have you with us today on the program at the Core. American Family Radio. I'm Walker Wildman. I'm your host for the core. And uh, Rick Green, man, did he do a good job yesterday breaking down this House Speaker's race. And uh, very, very interesting. And I can't say that we're not going to talk about it today because, boy, are we going to talk about this Kevin McCarthy speakership race uh, going on right now, actually, in uh, Washington, D.C. So we'll break that all down for you, bring you several clips uh, revolving around that subject. Before we do that, I want to remind you of a couple things. We are live streaming the video over at our streaming platform, streaming.afa.net. That's the URL, streaming.afa.net. That's where you can watch the core. Also, we've got the audio available live at afr.net and on the American Family Radio app. Live audio on the American Family radio app and website and uh, lastly if you miss part of the show you want to go back and listen or share it with family and friends uh, we provide the podcast uh, wherever you listen to podcast we upload the podcast after the show and uh, you can go there and subscribe to it and download the podcast and uh, circulate it listen to it and hopefully benefit from the program well uh, jumping into into the topics we want to get to today by the way we're going to take your calls in the second segment and I'll give out that number uh, as we as we wrap up um, uh, this segment um, this uh, this this speakership race is really a, a lesson that I think we can learn from and, and I just don't want uh, those of us who, who care deeply about our nation, who call ourselves, you know, conservative voters who, you know, enjoy and appreciate our founding of our nation, our constitution, the way our system is set up, and uh, those of us who love our nation and deeply care for it, uh, care for it. I don't want us to miss this opportunity and the lesson that is that that could come from what's going on in Washington, D.C. So just to set this up for those who maybe aren't up to speed, every time a new Congress is sworn in, which is um, every uh, really, well, right now we're at the 118th Congress, all right? And so every time a new Congress is sworn in, they have to pick their leaders, Right. Who's going to lead this Congress? So that's where you get the majority leader. These are these are their positions, if you will. Majority leader, minority leader, our House Speaker, our majority whip, our uh, Senate majority leader, our Senate minority leader, and the list goes on. There's a plethora of other positions that you can hold in Congress. That's just to name a few. So so the leader, or so so the elected officials once they're sworn in, they have to uh, 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 vote 
on who their leaders are. Or once they arrive in Washington and go through all the ceremonial stuff, they have to uh, vote for their leaders. And most of the time, this goes along party lines. So if Republicans are in the majority in, in the House or the Senate, well, then they pick one of their fellow Republicans to be the leader of that chamber, if you will. And so that's kind of how things work. So most of this stuff is pretty rudimentary, but it's all very important. Don't get me wrong. Even though it's it's a lot of tradition and, and process and rules, et cetera, et cetera, it's really a very critical component of how Congress functions. And so what we're seeing now and what everyone's making hay about is the speakership race of which Kevin McCarthy has, you know, thrown his hat in and said, I'm willing to run for Speaker of the House to represent the Republicans and to control the House of Representatives and how everything functions. Well, he's, as of right now, not able to garner enough votes from fellow um, congressman and congresswoman to to take that position as Speaker of the House. So that's that's kind of the setup. That's the background. Um, and then I want to break down this because amongst the conservative and the evangelical movement, there's a lot of division here. I mean, I'm reading tweets from Mike Huckabee and and statements from President Trump, the former president. Um, that are just, you know, back and forth on different sides of this issue as far as whether Kevin McCarthy should be um, the House Speaker or whether he should concede to the Freedom Caucus and some of these other more conservative members as to some of the points they want to get across uh, before they vote for uh, the next Speaker of the House. So the, the first thing, the first myth I want to debunk right off the right out, right out of the out of the gate is that that the speakership that the vote for speakership taking a couple days is some national security or apocalyptic scenario that America can't withstand because that, that's what when, when you watch CNN or you listen to some other journalist or even if you watch Fox recently you would think that because America because Congress hasn't chosen a speaker of the house that our nation's going to fall apart in minutes the military's not going to be ready to deploy should something happen. If there's a national emergency, Congress can't do anything. You know, uh, we're not going to be able to, I don't know, just fill in the blank. They say, well, well th- this is this is chaos. This is embarrassing. This is no way to run, uh, you know, a Congress, so on and so forth. You get all these all these apocalyptic doomsday statements that are meant to, fe- to to intimidate people and stir up fear so that we just go, okay, okay, whatever, and we throw up our hands and we're like, just just put somebody in the speaker's position. We don't even care who it is. It can be like Mickey Mouse. Just put somebody in the speaker's position because somehow there's magic in that and there's safety in that and there's stability in that. When in reality, there's not. All right? We've been going since yesterday at 12.01 a.m., without a speaker of the house and I drove to work mighty fine. And if I want to go get dinner tonight, I can do that. And if I want to fill up my vehicle with gasoline, I can do that unless Biden <laughs> keeps cutting off the oil spigot. But but this narrative that that because it's taking 3 4 maybe 5 maybe a week for Congress to figure out who the speaker of the house is that the nation's going to fall apart. Well folks, where do you think we are now? And where do you think we were a week ago? 
Our nation is already in disarray. Our nation is literally already in disarray. $31 plus trillion dollars in debt. By the way, much of this taking place under Kevin McCarthy's watch as either a minority leader or majority leader. $31 trillion in debt. A Biden presidency. A government that is way too big for itself. The, the processes and procedures in Congress are completely broken. A handful of people do everything. The majority of Congress people, congressmen, congresswomen, don't really have a say uh, on substantial issues. The bureaucracy is bloated. We spend money and we don't know where it goes. So to think that that somehow before this speakership debate, we had it all together. (laughs) Who are we kidding? This nation is in shambles. And we think because they're doing a little tit for tat and a debate on the House floor for a couple days, that that's a sign that we're, you know, we're out of it and we're, we just don't have it all together. And this is an embarrassment on the national stage. Folks, we were an embarrassment before today. Washington was was in disarray before yesterday. All right, this is not this is not apocalyptic. This is not breaking news. This is not drama filled. This is this is politics 101. What's happening in Washington? The debate over speakership and whether Kevin McCarthy should be the leader of the Republican majority or not is politics 101. All right, it's not nuclear war. It's not it's not it's not apocalyptic, it's not doomsday, it's not the end of America, all right? It's politics 101. Oh, well this hasn't happened in 100 years. Well, okay. There's a lot of things that haven't happened in 100 years. <laughs> that doesn't mean we're all going to die tomorrow. Okay? So everybody calm down. If we don't have a speaker today, maybe tomorrow, maybe it takes until Saturday, who knows? I don't know. Then, then everything's going to be okay, all right? We're going to turn around in, in a week, in a couple weeks, and we'll have a Speaker of the House. It ha- it's got to happen, all right? You can't function without a Speaker of the House. And, and everything's going to be okay, all right? So that's the first thing. The second thing is, folks, it's not going to be a Democrat, okay? The people out there going, oh, if, if, uh, if, Rep- if Representative Chip Roy and, and the Freedom Caucus and, and Boebert and Matt Gates, if they don't get it together and vote for McCarthy like right now, then Hakeem Jeffries is going to be the House Speaker. Nancy Pelosi is going to be the Speaker again. You know, fill in the blank. That's not going to happen, okay? That's just not going to happen because that would be insinuating that the patriots who are fighting for rules and procedures and processes in Congress to get things in order and fix how Washington functions or dysfunctions, that assumes that they're willing to hand over the keys to the House of Representatives to a left-wing radical. And if you watch those people and you know their character and their record, you know that they're not wanting and willing to do that. Okay? All right, so that's the second thing. The third thing is, let's just jump into some of the details. All right, let's just jump in to some of the details. So, so th- this is this is not um, this uh, speakership position and this election that they're trying to work through and figure out right now on the House floor. The past two days, yesterday and today, is not a new phenomenon uh, 
Uh, this uh, Americans and, and Congress, they weren't blindsided with this. This happens every time they swear in a new Congress. All right. And Kevin McCarthy has been through this multiple times. Paul Ryan went through this multiple times. Nancy Pelosi, et cetera, et cetera. They do this every time they swear in a new Congress. So, so with that being said, all right, with that being said, Kevin McCarthy knew this day was coming. If he, if he knew he wanted to be House Speaker, which we all know he did, should the Republicans retake the majority, which they did, then Kevin McCarthy knew this day was coming. This is not like, ooh, he got surprised, he was on vacation, and somebody caught him and said, hey, you're going to have to run for House Speaker. No, 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 no. No, he knew this was coming, all right? And one important fact is that he did not begin communicating and negotiating with the Freedom Caucus <laughs> until a week after the election, all right? So, so, so important fact here. Kevin McCarthy did not start negotiating and whipping the House Freedom Caucus members, which are the ones that are basically holding out here, until a week or two after the election. So Kevin McCarthy didn't care a lick about the Freedom Caucus until he needed their vote for House Speaker. Even though he, if he's genuine about compromise, genuine about working with members of his, of his caucus, including conservatives, then you would work with them before the election, wouldn't you, if it was genuine? I'm going to play a clip here. This is uh, Matt Gates, representative from Florida, talking about members being threatened over committee positions regarding their vote on McCarthy uh, clip three. But we were threatened by my committee uh, chairman to be on the Armed Services Committee, Mr. Rogers, that if we did not vote for Mr. McCarthy, we would be removed from committees. Our position is that if Kevin McCarthy is the Speaker of the House and we don't have an ability to ensure that there is uh, oomph behind the agenda and energy behind our oversight, that the committee assignments don't mean that much anyway. I'm not here to participate in some puppet show where we pass a bunch of messaging bills, send them to the Senate, watch them die, fail to use leverage, and don't hold the Biden administration accountable. I don't want to relive the Benghazi experience where it's just theater We're pretending back. to be oversight. Right? We can do better than that, and, and that's our okay, so, purpose today. So Yes, we can do better than that, and that's the purpose of this process that is taking place. We can do better than that. All right, and and many of these holdouts have not said, I'll never vote for Kevin McCarthy, but they are laying out what must be done before they vote for Kevin McCarthy. Very important point. We'll give out the phone number after the break, and we got more clips for you. You don't want to miss it. Just as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news of good things. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. A friend of mine who pastors a church in Nigeria once said to me, you know, America has sent more missionaries into the world than any other nation before it. But the nation that once sent missionaries has now become the mission field. As you consider the calling God has for you, I just want to remind you, that just as other nations need missionaries, we need missionaries in America, too. There are a lot of neighborhoods right here in our country that desperately need evangelism and discipleship. Let's not forget about them. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner. 
or visit the podcast page at AFR.net for more from Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. This is Raising God the Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. Connected parents understand that their best approach to ongoing, open conversations with their girl is to adopt the persona of the kind detective, kind being the operative word here. Children have many layers of emotions, questions, and observations going on underneath the surface. Effective nurturing comes through peeling back the layers like an onion, careful all the while not to damage the heart. Effective, kind detectives ask, here's what I see, what am I missing, and how can I help? These gentle approaches avoid the temptation to interrogate, which would likely push the girl away. Crafting tough conversations offers an opportunity for a deep connection with your girl. Show her that you aren't afraid to talk about difficult things in her life and that you love her enough to speak the truth in love. Learn more about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality is changing hearts and lives. It speaks directly to the power and the grace of God. It gives me hope for people that I know that are struggling. The whole idea of In His Image has moved me. We actually had one gentleman contact us, and he said that this film changed his mind about this issue. We had a pastor reach out to us, and he said that he'd been struggling with hatred in his heart towards people in the LGBTQ community, and this film helped him to realize he needed to have compassion and show people the love of Christ. We also had this same-sex attracted couple contact us, and they said after seeing the film, they wanted to live obedient lives for Christ no matter what, and they said, please. Please pray for us. We know this is going to be hard. We've even had people come to faith in Jesus through In His Image. To find out more, visit InHisImage.movie. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio.
Welcome back to At the Core here on American Family Radio. Glad to be with you today on the program. That was Came to My Rescue by Chris McClarney, a worship song Wednesday here on The Core. Uh, jumping back into the topic of house speaker, by the way, we'll go ahead and give out the number for you to call in. I want to know what you think, you know, because I've been telling you what I think, and uh, I want to know what you think. Because we know what Fox News thinks, we know what CNN thinks, and we know what what the um, the folks in Washington think. At least we've been hearing it throughout the media the last day or two. But how about what the American people think? Maybe that's a little bit refreshing. Eight 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 five eight nine eighty eight forty. Your thoughts on Kevin McCarthy for House Speaker, or maybe you got somebody else in mind. Eight 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 five eight nine eight eight four zero. Triple eight five eight nine eight eight four zero triple eight five eight nine eight eight four zero. That's the number for you to call in to the core and uh, go ahead and let us know your thoughts on the program. Uh, go ahead and call in eight 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 five eight nine eight eight four zero. We'll take your comments and see what you think about the uh, race for House Speaker uh, that's going on now. By the way, it looks like Kevin McCarthy's lost the fifth vote over the past day and a half uh, for the speakership. So that's uh, going on right now. They're still counting votes, but it appears that he's lost the fifth vote to become Speaker of the House. Well, uh, a few of the clips I want to get to before we jump to our calls. Representative Chip Roy, well-respected congressman from Texas. I've played his clips on the show. I've actually been trying to get him on the show. But I want to play a clip of him kind of fleshing this out, all right, because you got a lot of noise you got a lot of rhetoric. You got a lot of pent up anger because uh, Republicans are still trying to figure out who they want their leader to be. But let's listen to Representative Chip Roy. This is clip four. This is part one of a two part clip. Uh, let's listen. If I might offer a defense of them, what was offered, or at least meant to be offered, was a, re- a response to the request from Kevin hey, we need actual names to know what you want on certain committees. So, for example, we put my name on the Rules Committee. Jake, I don't want to be on the Rules Committee if I don't have to be because you got to fly up on Sunday and I want to be with my family on Sunday night in Texas. But I offered to do it in order to try to advance the ball. Andy Biggs didn't want to be on appropriations, but we put his name on the list. My point is, that was offered in good faith. It's, it's unfair for Jamie to say that and then to say, oh, they want their goodies. These other guys have worked so hard. Jake, how do you think people get committees in this town? How about NRCC contributions? How about how they play in terms of fundraising? Everybody says, oh, we can't talk about how fundraising is connected to power, but you know and I know how this town works, and it is. We're trying to break the back of that. We're trying to say that we need, they say, oh, it's a meritocracy. Where's the meritocracy, with all due respect to Jamie? Um, I disagree with that. We're trying to fundamentally change the institution and, importantly, have the tools and the leadership to stop the D.C. complex from jamming through a big bill like we saw just happen in December. Okay, there you have it. And and what the, what Congressman there is talking about specifically is a meeting that was held last night, yesterday evening, uh, between some of the holdouts and Kevin McCarthy's office. All right, so they went into his office and hashed this out, and 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 Kevin McCarthy said, or someone on his team said, well, if you want some of these more conservative congressmen and congresswomen on these different committees, then I'm going to need their names. In, in order for me to accomplish that, I need names of the congressman that you want on these various committees in order to garner your vote for me to be House Speaker. I'm speaking as if I'm Kevin McCarthy. And so they started giving out names. Okay, well, we would like this person on this committee and that person on that committee. Well, well, just this morning, 
everybody, so, some some uh, conservatives, Republicans, and left wingers start pitching this as like some kind of extortion attempt. That that somehow, if the Freedom Caucus and others name specifics in their negotiations that, hey, we want this specific member on this committee in order for us to vote for you for House Speaker, that somehow that that's extortion or blackmail, etc., whatever you want to call it, but they're using the word extortion, that is a joke, folks. That is a complete misrepresentation of the negotiations that are taking place between Kevin McCarthy's office and conservatives in Congress. It's not extortion to negotiate and make a, a, a concessions, if you will, in order to garner consensus. This happens every day in America. Uh, for example, you go and you want to buy a house. Okay, what what's the owner of the house asking? They're asking $200,000 for this home. Okay, well, I want to offer them $190,000. you are not extorting them. No, you're counter-offering them. All right, you're not blackmailing them. No, you're counter-offering the owner of the dwelling. And then you negotiate until the two parties go, yeah, that's good, let's do that. But that's not extortion. That's not extortion, folks. It's negotiating. And Washington, D.C. knows this all too well. Negotiating, compromising, consensus building. It happens every day, and it's not, by definition, extortion. That's a misrepresentation of what's happening right now. What's happening right now is there's at least 20 conservative congressmen and congresswomen that are not happy with Kevin McCarthy and the direction of Republican leadership in Congress, and they want to get something out of the deal. They want to negotiate with Kevin McCarthy to make sure that their voices are heard after this whole speakership debate. Because this is their only opportunity. If, con- if conservatives don't get something out of this, they will be, they will be history. They will, Kevin McCarthy, once he gets the speakership, he won't need conservatives at all. He'll forget about them. Who needs conservatives? Who needs the Freedom Caucus? This is the time for negotiation. Lastly, clip five. This is part two, Representative Roy talking about how D.C. must change its way. Let's listen. It's not an ideological purity test. This isn't about Kevin, right? This is about all of the assertions being made by Kevin's camp. When I hear assertions, it says, oh, they gave you everything you wanted. Laura, hold on a second. What, 72 hours to read a bill? That's already the rule, and it gets waived. You know how it gets waived? Because the Rules Committee is chock full of a bunch of establishment people who say, oh, whatever we need to do to jam through the big spending bill that Mitch McConnell just sent to us. Look, when the leadership actually votes with the minority, votes with the Democrats, to steamroll Republicans, which is the past history of our Republican leadership, then maybe we should do something different. Exactly. Things are not working. All right. The status quo is not working. Voters are frustrated. Uh, Washington's at historic low uh, disapproval. And so we might, we need to change things. That's all that these representatives are saying, and they want to negotiate with Kevin McCarthy and his team on the changes, on the rule changes, and that's what's got to happen in order for a speaker uh, to be elected. All right, well, enough of my opinion and my commentary. Let's jump to the calls. A lot of calls today. This is a good thing. Hey, Jeff, in the state of Mississippi. Jeff, uh, what do yeah. you think about this? I think that as long as the Republican Party is so divided and can't even select a Speaker of the House, they're never going to get anything done. Uh, at the Democrats, I'm a conservative. I'm not in favor of the Democratic Party and what they stand for. But at least they're united, and, and and that's more than we can say for the Republican Party. 
Yeah, let me let me ask you this, Jeff. Um, and the, and and when you bring up unity, uh, what do you want the Republican co- uh, conference to to get united around? Well, I mean, to start with, you you would think selecting a, a speaker of the House would be something that they could get behind and and say, you know what let's let's pick a speaker of the house let's get behind him and let's let's come together as a party if if we can't even if we can't even select a speaker then um you know how are we going to to make a difference on issues that really matter mm-hmm. yeah all right hey good point jeff appreciate the call brother uh jeff from mississippi well here, here's kind of my response to that jeff even though you didn't really ask but i'll give it to you um, I don't really, I don't see the benefit to compromising or, um, and I'm not using compromising in a negative fashion. All right. So don't get me wrong. I don't see the point in compromising or going ahead and voting for Kevin McCarthy in the name of unity and building consensus. If, if that does not drive true change. All right, so, so so if we're concerned about the two-day headlines, then yes, let's vote for Kevin McCarthy. Yay, let's have a party. We're all a big family. And then next week, Kevin McCarthy stabs the conservatives in the back. And then you and I are up here on radio venting about it, going, this is absurd. I can't believe this happened. What are we going to do about it? And we're all like, well, maybe we need to elect a new House Speaker. Well, no, we just did that last week, folks. We just did that last week. So at some point, there, there's this thing called change, and you got to do it. And if you're not willing to have that battle and get a little bit uncomfortable, maybe sweat a little bit, then maybe we shouldn't be in this position. All right? But we're having a negotiation on the House floor in a legal, moral means. Nobody's getting slandered out there on the House floor. Chip Roy and others have said multiple times, this is not personal. This is not against Kevin McCarthy. This is against the system and the processes that sometimes Kevin McCarthy defends and upholds. All right, so I think unity is important to your point, Jeff, but we don't need unity just to be in the name of unity. We need genuine change. All right, let's go to uh, uh, Diana in West Virginia. Hey, Diana, what's your thoughts on this subject? Well, thank you. I agree with what you were just saying. And I read an article on John Solomon's publication, Just the News, where I'm paraphrasing, but he was quoting Harmeet Dillon, who is giving Ronna Daniels a run for challenging her for the GOP chairmanship. And she said, Americans don't feel that they've been heard, that they've been listened to. They may not know all of the ins and outs of the system, you know, the technicalities, but they know what's good for their families. And I think you're right. If we don't stand up for this particular issue and get someone who will keep their word that I think if Kevin McCarthy had kept his word, he wouldn't be in this boat right now. Mm, Good point. Thanks, Deanna. Uh, Diana, for the call. Appreciate that. Uh, last night, uh, I'm sorry, sorry, last call. Let's go to DD in Texas. Hey, DD in Texas, you got about a minute. What's on your mind? Hello. I'm so excited I got to hear you today because I was listening to Hannity last night, and Hannity had me in a big sweat 
thinking, what the heck's going on? I missed this. <laughs> and I listened to you today, and I'm learning something new, which is amazing. I love this station. But um, our Christian values, they're always getting stepped on. It's like, let's pick the lesser of two evils. Always. That's what we're up against. We can't do that anymore. It's not working. If we want, we need to come together as Christians and strong conservatives and have our voice be heard while we're still here to, to make a voice. 100%, D.D., 100%. And, and D.D., doesn't it frustrate you that we're always compromising on the other side? Yes. Like, we're always moving towards the left. We're never, they're never coming over to our side. Never. And, and our values are, are just a joke. I mean, nothing is, is being taken seriously. I'm just over it. It's like yeah. we cannot pick the lesser of two evils. We have got to go and got to show them that we will vote them out. We will not stand for it any longer. Amen. Hey, thanks, Didi. Appreciate the call. Excellent call there. Hey, folks, um, it, it, the, 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 we're always – conservatives are always moving to the left, folks. That's the whole deal with Kevin McCarthy. Why doesn't Kevin McCarthy come on to the Freedom Caucus side and, and commit and agree to their terms? Why do we always have to go on the left side and agree with, 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 the, with the people who are less vigorous and less serious – about saving this nation. Let's change the paradigm. AFA at the core, be back. AFR programming is now available on Alexa. You're joking, right? Nope, not joking. Seriously? Yep, this is not a drill. Wait a minute, no way. There's a way, the Alexa way. So if you just happen to miss your favorite shows, no worries. You can now listen to each podcast with Alexa. It's simple and it's free. Just visit AFR.net forward slash apps and click Alexa. We're not joking. By now, you know that Sandy Rios has stepped away from the morning show. But don't despair. Sandy is shifting her talents to podcasting. She'll still be a part of AFR. And now she won't need to wake up hours before the sun to keep us informed and encouraged every day. On the podcast, Sandy Rios 24-7, you can enjoy the knowledge, insight, and interviews you've always loved on Sandy's Morning Show. Sandy Rios 24-7, beginning the week of January 9th on AFR.net. Sometimes you see a win, a glimpse of God in this broken world. Preborn rejoices in the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Preborn's mission is to love and help women in unplanned pregnancies by offering them the truth to help them make the right choice by providing free ultrasounds. You see, when an expectant mom hears her baby's heartbeat and sees the image of her baby on ultrasound, she's seeing a life created in God's image, and it's a divine connection. And I got to hear and see my baby for the first time. Hearing the heartbeat made me cry. And it was certain that I was going to keep my baby forever. To learn more about Preborn's life-saving work, go to preborn.com. That's preborn.com. Or dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 and say baby. All gifts are tax deductible. Your love can save a life. It gives an impetus to share your faith when you think you've got answers to objections that you expect people to bring up. The American Family Studios video series, Intro to God's Revelation, featuring Dr. Richard Howe, shows how God has revealed Himself in nature and His Word, and how we can rightly understand what God has said. These truths are just a part and parcel of the Christian life. It isn't just for the professional clergy. Learn the fundamentals of how to approach and understand the Bible in an age of skepticism. 
This six-week video curriculum is perfect for your Sunday school class or study group, and it can prepare you to give a defense of God's Word and how He speaks to us in nature. Knowing whether and how God communicates is a safeguard against false claims about God communicating. Intro to God's Revelation, DVDs and Workbook are available for purchase at afastore.net or call 877-927-4917. AFA at the Core podcast are available at afr.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to the Core. Glad to have you with us today on the program. Hey, if you want to watch the show, you can. We are on our streaming platform, streaming.afa.net. Streaming.afa.net is uh, where you can watch the show. And uh, we're not able to get to any more calls. I know we had a couple folks in the in, in line uh, to call. But, hey, if you want to jump over to our Facebook page, AFA at the Core, uh, jump over to our uh, Core Facebook page and uh, feel free to leave some comments there. Share your thoughts. We'll be checking those uh, as we can. And then uh, maybe we'll open the calls uh, again another day to get your thoughts. But excellent calls last segment. Appreciate your feedback and uh, knowing what uh, is going on in the minds of our listening audience. Well, I do want to introduce our next guest, Frank Gaffney, Executive Chairman and Founder of Center for Security Policy, a guest of the of the Corps before. Frank, welcome to the Corps. Great to be back. Thank you so much, Mark. Well, Frank, uh, before we jump into to the story I, I originally had you on to talk about, I do want to get your, your feedback on what's going on and the bid for House Speaker and the fact that Kevin McCarthy just appears to have lost his fifth round of voting, uh, our votes on the speakership race. Your feedback? Well, he's a dead man walking, if I can use that expression. He's, um, I think, now being clearly repudiated uh, by the House of Representatives. Uh, It's um, a minority, to be sure, of the Republican caucus, but it is a decisive minority. And it's a growing minority that I think has made it clear that um, more promises uh, from a faithless individual a man who has demonstrated over the years the only thing you can trust him to do is what's in his interest. And that may not be what he promised you. That may not be what's in the interest of our country. And as a result, I think it's high time that he do the right thing and withdraw from this race. Uh, can still do it, I think, with a modicum of dignity. But uh, he is putting the House, he's putting really the country through needless turning, and uh, it's time for him to allow others who are currently still voting for him uh, to have an opportunity to vote for someone else. And um, frankly, I welcome this development. Uh, It's not pretty, to be sure, but it's absolutely necessary. Uh, I I had an interesting conversation with uh, Congressman Steve King on our program, Securing America, which you can hear of course, uh, on the AFA network, um, he made the point that we would not be in the mess we're in today if Kevin McCarthy had not, in his previous incarnation, I guess, as the majority whip, uh, been enabling the efforts of Paul Ryan uh, to uh, continue Obamacare 
mm. for example. And otherwise, to use this uh, sort of omnibus process for um, funding the government um, in a way that's uh, completely at odds with budgetary discipline, uh, to say nothing of a balanced budget. And uh, I, I think the point is really well taken. That kind of faithlessness is something we simply can no longer afford. And so it's time for Kevin McCarthy to move aside, and I pray he will before the day is out. Yeah, and, and you know, to your point, um, uh, there, there's 200 plus, 220 plus uh, Congress, Republican congressmen and congresswomen that could be uh, nominated. And I know our, other nominations have already taken place, but this 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 thought process that it's Kevin McCarthy or a Democrat is really a false dichotomy. There's there's 200 plus other Republican representatives uh, that could be the Speaker of the House. Well, uh, Frank, I do want to move on to the topic we brought you on for, and that is this this recent development with uh, Twitter, with these Twitter files. We're learning more and more about the 2020 election, the collusion uh, between uh, you know d- different bureaucratic agencies, the FBI, etc., with Twitter and Facebook and these other companies, um, especially in regards to the Hunter Biden laptop. We had 51 intelligence uh, operatives or intelligence officials, most of them retired and former, uh, that wrote this letter saying that, oh, the Hunter Biden laptop is Russian disinformation. Uh, What have we learned in recent weeks and months in that arena? We've learned that those 51 former intelligence officials lied to us. The media lied and or suppressed the truth about Hunter Biden's laptop. And, and the kicker is that we have polling data that indicates that had Democrats who voted for Joe Biden known of this, well, not just unsavory, but national security endangering compromise of a man who was running to be a commander in chief, they wouldn't have voted for him. That and that would have served us. So much of what has happened since he got it. So what we've learned is not just Hunter Biden, not just the president's brother, uh, not just other business associates involved in his enterprises with these guys. The president himself is now, as one of our colleagues, a marvelous former undercover agent for the CIA by the name of Sam Faddis put it to me recently in the business, in the tradecraft of intelligence. Joe Biden is what is known as a controlled asset of the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, Honestly, I spent 40 years or so in the national security business. I can't imagine a more dangerous situation than the one we're in as a result. Here we are. The Chinese are potentially poised to go to war with us, not just the unrestricted and covert and political warfare, but the old-fashioned kind, physical, violent, conflict. And we have a guy as the man overseeing and, and directing our military who is a controlled asset of the enemy. This is shocking, and it must not be allowed to persist. Frank, the the one thing we also learned in the in the Twitter files and and through other revelations is that the Federal Bureau of Investigation 
amongst many other agencies, uh, directly coordinated and communicated with, with corporations, private corporations like Twitter, to take down our deplatform individuals and content that they deemed unsafe or that they deemed uh, disinformation purely in the hands of government. This is government directly coordinating deplatforming and censorship. This is this is unlike anything I've seen, at least in modern history. What's your feedback on that? Well, you're so right. This is unprecedented, I believe, and it again is totally unacceptable. But Walker, if that were the full extent of it, it would be bad enough. But recall that the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the FBI, is our nation's preeminent counterintelligence agency. That's its main job, arguably, is to protect our country from those who would use intelligence techniques and methods to take us down. And here we have, according to the Twitter files, now evidence that the FBI not only had Hunter Biden's laptop knew its content, had every reason to understand that it demonstrated that Hunter Biden and his dad were deeply compromised by our enemy. But they actively suppressed that information. They coordinated, as you said, with social media and, and presumably other media platforms to prevent the American people, not just those Democrats, but all of us from knowing the truth about what they knew about Joe Biden, which means they contributed materially to what I think is truly the greatest counterintelligence crisis in our nation's history. Absolutely. And um, and this is why the speakership, you know, you think, well, how can you connect the two? This is why the speakership race is so important is because the investigations that a Republican Congress can conduct, they need teeth to them. And that's been the problem in the past with Benghazi and other investigations is the investigations don't genuinely have teeth and vigor to them. Uh, They're more show. They're more so a a show than anything else. Uh, Last word, Frank. Well, and that is because in the case of Benghazi, just to give that example, Paul Ryan, for whom Kevin McCarthy was a key lieutenant, prevented the Benghazi committee under Trey Gowdy from rigorously investigating and getting to the bottom of what happened there. I am confident that if Kevin McCarthy were speaker, the same would be true of the investigation that we need on Hunter and Joe Biden, the investigation more generally on the Chinese Communist Party's influence operation. It's what's called elite capture. You know why, especially, Walker? Because Kevin McCarthy himself has, I believe, been deeply compromised by the Chinese Communist Party because he has taken an awful lot of money from a a venture capital fund called Sequoia, which works so closely with China that it actually has investments only in China in some of its funds. And it also um, helps the Chinese get access to, uh, you know, our markets as well. This is unacceptable. And another reason why Kevin McCarthy must not, and I'm confident, will not be the Speaker of the House. 
Well, Frank, thanks so much for coming on the core and providing your insight and input on these uh, various topics. Appreciate the work, and uh, I'll be seeing you soon. God bless you. Always a privilege and pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, Frank. That's uh, Frank Gaffney, Executive Director and Founder of Center for Security Policy, excellent ally in the movement, and uh, one you can look to if you want to know the truth about what's going on in our uh, intelligence industry from a national security perspective, especially an expert on China and the threat there. That's uh, Frank Gaffney, uh, executive chairman uh, for the Center for Security Policy. Well, uh, back to this uh, uh, speaker's topic, just to kind of put a bow on this. Um, I've got uh, one last clip I do want to play before we wrap up the show. This is Representative Byron Donalds. He's a representative out of the state of Florida. And he's on with uh, he's on Fox Business um, with um, uh, let's see he's on with um, um, uh, Lou, not Lou Dobbs um, this was uh, anyway the the former um, economic advisor uh, Cudlow Larry Cudlow there sorry uh, got too many too many politicians and and uh, TV personalities going on in my mind right now. Uh, Larry Kudlow. He was on with Larry Kudlow on Fox Business last night talking about this speakership debate, and he explained that having these types of debates and even taking multiple votes on a speakership is really nothing to be alarmed about. Let's listen. At the end of the day, do I believe Republicans are going to figure this out? Of course, we are going to elect the speaker. We're going to get that work done. But I think it's important for the American people to understand that unlike the Democrats who just do leadership by acclamation, we are actually having a deliberative process about what leadership looks like in the House of Representatives. We know Washington does not work. So having that deliberative uh, discussion, which in some parts is messy at times, is in the long term in the best interest of, of America and of the body of the House of Representatives. Well, there you have it. That's Representative Byron Donalds, one of the people who actually swapped, uh, switched his vote. I think he voted for McCarthy in the first round, ended up voting against him uh, subsequently. But uh, he, he's telling, you know, Stuart Varney and others, look, let, let's just take a deep breath. All right. This this is not uh, this may be perceived or pitched as chaotic and unorganized and a, an unmitigated disaster. But but it's really not. I mean, it's really not. This is. This is our, our elected officials having a vigorous debate actually on the floor of the House, which doesn't happen very often, right? And uh, everybody's getting to have their peace and go to the podium and debate about this. This is actually a good thing. I mean, this is actually refreshing. Uh, uh, another representative the other day made the point that, look, uh, I, he couldn't recall the last time there was 435 congressmen on the floor of the House of Representatives. Why? Because they've been doing this proxy voting from home. Half of them don't show up. They do this omnibus votes, uh, these omnibus votes by either proxy vote or voice vote. And there's just not a lot of uh, engagement. There's not a lot of vigorous debate. There's not a lot of honest debate. It's all a big show. It's all a big uh, circus, if you will. Nothing true, nothing genuine, nothing uh, uh, from the heart. And, And we're actually getting to have some kind of debate here, and everybody's wanting to rush through it. Everybody's wanting to rush through it. In the name of of, of projecting stability, um, and that's uh, the narrative. By the way, I do have this um, December 8, 2022 House Freedom Caucus letter to the entire conference, to the entire Republican conference, uh, requesting and demanding these reforms. 
Uh, they've got various reforms. We're going to link to this on our podcast page at AFR.net, but I've got the PDF here. This goes back a month ago. The, the House Freedom Caucus listed their request, listed their negotiating demands a month ago. All of them. They listed them all in depth, ready to negotiate with Kevin McCarthy. Let's do it. December 8th is when they sent this around. Um, and here we are acting like this is a new development. It's absolutely not. Everybody knew this was a com- been coming, and they should have resolved this earlier rather than later. A- a- AFA at the core. See you next time. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.